0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. Won't we'll wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? It's your new pet. Come on, Bonnie, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? I'm dangerous. Semblance, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here, too.
2: Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy. I know. But in a few hours, you're going to have a major disaster on your hands.
0: Directed by Joe Dante They'll be
3: expecting you
1: Hello and welcome No I'll start again <laughs>
3: Take two everyone Take two Hello
1: and Merry Christmas everyone Uh, I'm John Rain and thank you for joining me In the hollowed out volcano that is Smurfsport HQ for a bumper seasonal Feast of yuletide fun and this Christmas Special we'll be delving Deeply into Christmas tackling a different Christmas Film with an exciting festive guest by my Side this episode we will be Bringing home something cuddly and benign On the surface that is actually Truly awful and will ruin Christmas For everyone and after we've watched Lemba Opik's sex tape, we'll be watching Gremlins.
3: This is when I wish I had one of those slide trombone sound effects <laughs> to use.
1: <laughs> well, joining me, as you can hear, to cough up a mogwai or two is Paul
3: Gannon. Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. Ho, 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 ho. This is quite a good thing. I was
1: thinking about who should I pick for the sex tape joke. And I thought Lemba Opik, because he's awful. And then I remembered that he was with a cheeky girl, and the cheeky girls look a bit like the Lady Gremlin from Gremlins 2, so it's kind of consistent.
3: I guess that is... That is an, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I'm waking up. <laughs> <sighs> but it is, it is a description you can make. Yeah. I, you know what is an interesting fact. Mm. Lemba Opic once opened for me at a, a evening of... Um, what was it called? This is, I can't remember what the name of the association was now, but basically they were a group that met up uh, once a year, Uh, to do a bunch of lectures and stuff on the supernatural and UFOs and things. Mm. And so I was doing my then solo show at the time about ghost hunting. Mm. And uh, before me, because it was kind of a talk, was Lempit Opic talking about UFOs because he's mad into them. Is he? Yeah, he's a big fan of all the UFOs and stuff. He was talking about how he was trying to find government facts and details. And I was like, so on top of that and the Cheeky Girls stuff, did you do any actual (laughs) politics at all? (laughs) i'm surprised that
1: if, if i was in charge of LemSip, right i'd get him to do the adverts but his, right and check games
3: legally change his name to LemSip opic that would be brilliant in fact yeah. it would probably benefit his career more if he did that
1: well jimmy white did that didn't he, to do uh hp sauce i think or daddy sauce he changed his name to jimmy brown
3: did he yeah that uh, is this one of those moments now where i go this is a bullshit fact you've just made up no no, no
1: that's true that <laughs> <is> <laughs> because true. that happened
3: last week We we did this
1: yeah it did, but I'm not going to be cruel this week, because you've, you've not long woken up. I know. Um, but I'm going to get cracking with the film, because... Here we go. Yeah, here we go. We're in the festive spirit, because we start with struggling inventor Randall Peltzer, who narrates the opening, but not the rest of the film.
3: And, yeah, and I never the understood end. that. I no, whose who's,
1: who's point of view is this from?
3: Yeah, because that makes you think, oh, it's his adventures. the adventure mm. of an old man mm. who has a, a completely elaborate toothbrush machine. The, you mean the bathroom buddy? Yeah, that's right, the bathroom buddy.
1: Yeah, which has everything a a travelling man would need.
3: Uh, Also, a bigger bag to carry in would also be necessary.
1: (laughs) Because he goes to... He's looking for the perfect present for his son, so he goes to Chinatown, and because Chris Columbus is slightly racist, uh, he goes to see a Chinaman who's like... A Chinaman,
3: there's me being racist. He goes to see a Chinese (laughs) man
1: who's like, I have mystical, magical goblins and and gremlins, obviously.
3: It is Um, funny, isn't it? Because it's like... At that time, there was this whole sense of like Asian culture in America being other or mm. spooky, and like Big from Little China came out what a year two or two years two later, later. Yeah. and so and then the, you got the Golden Child, and you had all those mm. films that were like, oh, you don't know what the East's like, but it's mm. scary to the West.
1: Yeah, not though, is it?
3: No, not particularly. No, good food though. I've heard that rumor.
1: Yeah, I know. I started it. <laughs> hey, so, hey. so he goes into this antique store uh, he's looking around and then he sees a little singing gremlin a little singing thing and Mogwai. he's why yeah yeah i wish yeah, apparently is cantonese for the devil
3: oh okay is that hmm. where he got the name from or just
1: a happenstance just a happenstance it's, it's one of those coincidences like if a, a bloke called steve butcher is a butcher
3: yeah, God, what happened to Chris Columbus's writing career? Because, you know, it was all right for a time, and then it's just yeah. gone into dog ville
1: I don't know. Uh, he was also a pretty hot director for five minutes, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, but that's just off the back of Home Alone. And then after that, he just made Bland, The Movie, Part 3 and 4.
1: He made the first two Harry Potters.
3: Yeah. You know what? You know what? People often forget how, despite his, quali- you know, directing quality, hmm. he did set up a lot of the iconography for the rest of that season here and he cast the right people so he must be doing something right yeah and also go on sorry i'll I'll give chris columbus that i don't want to hate on him for no real reason
1: no and he wrote this and the goonies which are fun 80s classics
3: and my favorite young sherlock holmes
1: oh yeah of course yeah also i love that film as well he also wrote a treatment for an indiana jones sequel which was really racist
3: (laughs) oh no 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 he oh bless him (laughs)
1: it <laughs> was he called indiana jones and the monkey king
3: oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. i think he saw temple of doom and was yeah. like oh i'll make another one like that then yeah. yeah yeah
1: but anyway so chris columbus there who um wrote this film um so he has a look around and he sees the singing little mogwai and he says what's that he says that's exactly what i've been looking for how is it hmm. <laughs> didn't he go
3: to a pet store first Because that would have had similar options You could have got a hamster Yeah, you could have got a hamster, guinea pig And glued a tiny little harmonica in its mouth Oh, that's what everyone should do to little cats Yeah, wrap them harmonica around their faces And you got instant gizmo
1: Every time it speaks, you get a tune, like gizmo
3: (laughs) Or it'll sound like a robot from a 70s movie Either way, I'm happy (laughs) Yeah
1: Did you know The Voice of Gizmo was by Howie Mandel?
3: Yes, weird, because, mm. like, you know, I think to most people in the UK, he's known for a, an awful sitcom and, and the host of Deal or No Deal.
1: Yeah, he he is basically like a host now, isn't he? But in, mm. at this point, he was a voice guy.
3: I believe he's lending his voice to the Gremlins cartoon that's on its way.
1: Oh, was that the
3: one about Mogwise? The Legend of the Mogwai. Yeah, I pass on that one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. If I want to watch a terrible film about small furry things, I'll go and watch the Ewoks one that suddenly popped up on Disney Plus. No, don't do that. Don't we do that. The, e- 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 so that. the tune gets stuck in my head.
3: From the cartoon series. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Bless we you. Only e- you would remember e- that because I refuse e- to. Ewoks.
1: E- yeah, I, I got suckered into that Androids when they came on in the. In the diet today, it is
3: in the 80s when uh, you needed your Star Wars fix.
1: That's right, yeah. I, I'm desperate for Star Wars. I'm going to watch a really awful cartoon about <laughs> they call each other lurdos all the time.
3: Yeah, it was no it was no gummy bears, put it that way. No, well, what was? No,
1: yeah. Um, so uh, he's the, the old man says that Mogwai is not for sale, um, so sod off, and mm. then um, Randall's like, oh, okay, and then the kid who takes him there says, look, meet me around the back. In ten minutes, Randall's like, look, "Look, seriously, I'm not into that." He goes, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something. I'll, I'll bring it round to you." So he gives it, and he pays a hundred bucks for it. It's not bad, is it? That's yeah, not bad. You, you, you can't even get a good dog for that.
3: No, no. Certainly not in America.
1: No. Uh, but then the kid tells him the rules. He says, "These are the important rules. Don't, uh, don't get them in bright light. They hate it. It'll kill them, especially sunlight." Fine. Wink. Mm. uh don't let it get don't get it wet fine Yep. and above all something you must never do he says don't feed it after midnight
3: yeah and that's the crux of the problem isn't it it's the only real thing that sounds good when you say it but Mm. makes absolutely no sense (laughs) in the real world i mean i want to just go on record and say this i love gremlins i truly Mm. do but Mm. gremlins 2 is my jam gremlins 2 is probably the greatest sequel ever made (laughs) and i will fight to the death to defend that argument
1: you can't underestimate that because it's like someone it's like for instance like uh i'll just pick one out of the air like that guy who made uh, that josh trank feller who made that akira fantastic remake. four yeah the one before that that everyone loved like a oh the one they had the superpowers ho-
3: yeah i can't remember what it was called anyway I,
1: yeah it's like someone said to him right we love that make a sequel and he just made a piss take of the first film
3: mm, that but that just that's wouldn't fun- happen now no, but that's the fun thing about Gremlins 2 is like yeah. they even break down the rules and how inconsistent they are. Yeah. But at least it throws in a, a proper good fright at that moment as yeah. well to make it so it's not quite a disposable scene.
1: Yeah. God, I wish I missed Joe Dante. He made some cr- brilliant films.
3: Yeah, I know, right? And then he just yeah. disappeared. I saw the... What was the film you made that was like The Gate or whatever it was a few years ago uh, in 3D? The, the Hole... Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was all right. But yeah. like, if, if you hadn't have told me it was Joe Dante, I wouldn't mm. have known. It It felt weirdly generic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, but at this point, I like the fact that um, he's kind of easter egging his own films at this point and he's early on in his career. Because in this film, when he opens the fridge, when he goes to the midnight snacks, it's got the happy face sticker from The Howling on it.
3: Oh, like, brilliant. Oh,
1: nice <laughs> anyway, so um, oh, I've also put here Randall who is an inventor, will definitely shoot himself one day with a homemade gun that doesn't work but
3: gives him AIDS. God almighty. I do get the impression that a suicide attempt would be like watching, you know, someone set up a game of Mousetrap, which is just a crank that kicks a ball, that rolls down a pipe, that knocks a bathtub. It's all that stuff.
1: It'll be the thing to get Chunk into the gate in the Goonies, except at the end of it, it just shoots him in the
3: face. <laughs> no, it'll literally be the death of that guy in Omen 3 who sets <laughs> the shotgun up. It'll be that death exactly.
1: That is the best death in film history.
3: Yeah. Local Brilliant. scientist pelts his brain all over the back of a shop. It'll
1: be that like he'll put his face in that orange juice maker and his brains will just spray out.
3: Oh, a thousand and one more ways to kill yourself. Be wonderful, <laughs> yeah, it would be.
1: But then we get one of the best opening credit sequences of the eighties of the dad it is of Christmas by Darlene Love. Aye, playing out while we see um, all the town square, which is the same one from Back to the Future that everyone loves
3: yeah i didn't realize that until i was much much older but when you look at it now you think oh yeah it's bloody obvious it's exactly the same town square
1: <laughs> yeah it's the universal back lot which is fun or the warner brothers lot one of the two
3: uh universal because i think i've seen that when i went to universal mm. uh, tour yeah yeah saw So all the movies
1: yeah, yeah, you saw them all. Saw the little- I saw
3: Jurassic Park, the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I saw uh, I saw uh, E.T., the movie. I saw yeah. the Jaws' movie. Yeah. I went on all the movies, and my favourite movie is T2. Thank you. <laughs> Did you go on the E.T. ride incidentally? Yeah.
1: It's awful, isn't it?
3: It's You know what? It's fine, but apparently, like, every time they close one down, Spielberg has a shit fit in some part of the world, because, like, part of the... Part of the deal with his involvement was like ET would never be touched, and so that's why it stuck around much longer than it was probably uh, it probably should have.
1: I just said to them, "Look, ET can't be touched, but also, could you make it a decent ride? That's interesting, please." Yeah, you sit yeah, on could... a, If you've not been on it, ladies and gentlemen, you sit on a bike, and you get taken around. Loads of pictures of E.T., Loads of models of ET doing stuff in the woods. In the woods, not like yeah. that. I know what
3: you're all thinking
1: doggy <laughs> he hasn't got his finger up someone in a reno espace
3: hey but- hey that's what that exactly happened in the sequel book the green planet that's right
1: yeah the, the adult one they wouldn't make
3: yeah because you know that glowing finger of et's it shows your innards up when he gets inside you oh. <laughs> it makes it like a baby goldfish it's terrible <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah it's a terrible ride but I, I went on that I queued for ages to get on that and they let you in like like five in- incremental bits at a time mm. and then you get on the so on this bike thing and you just go around and then it finishes and you're like fucking hell that was awful
3: no, no you're forgetting the best bit of the ride oh what's that when at the end ET goes thank you Paul because you scan that little card oh, and it yeah. remembers your name and so he says goodbye to you personally the real ET says goodbye to you
1: yeah that is amazing he was wanking yeah. when I went through. I don't know what that
3: was about. Well, you shouldn't have put that on your card information, should you? I would specifically like E.T. to be filating himself, if possible, at he, can the end of this ride. he can do it, though. He can. He can.
1: He's got an extendable neck.
3: He's got, I bet he's got lots of extendable appendages. That's
1: what Prince wanted, wasn't it, that neck? Yeah. <laughs> he went with the ribs <coughs> instead, but he should have gone with the neck.
3: That was the curse of Prince. He was forever trying to modify his body. He looked like E.T., because Prince
1: could have done that like that bit in, e- in Evil Dead 2 where the, the nan turns <laughs> into the dead eye. And the head Henrietta. Goes really, Henrietta, yeah. yeah, goes stretchy and sounds like a trumpet. Yeah. He, uh, Prince should have done that.
3: Little red corvette. That's what I'm saying out loud. <laughs> I thought there'd be a joke behind it. Let's move on.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we, we see the town and it's a lovely little town and there's lots of lovely Christmas stuff going. You've got rocking Ricky Rialto. Which is a name stuck in my head forever, and he's got he's dressed as Indiana Jones because Steven Spielberg's involved in this.
3: Yeah, because yeah, yeah,
1: we've got Corey Feldman as a Christmas tree.
3: His best role, yeah,
1: a part he would love to play now. <laughs> <laughs> because he can't get on films anymore.
3: Yeah, Bless true. Him. Bless him. Um, did he ever get his website fixed after it was all hacked? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, cra- a crazy story.
1: He his website used to have my favorite bit where it was a, the gallery, and it said, "Here's a picture of me with all my friends," and it was just a picture of him standing next to famous people that he's obviously asked them to take a picture of them with.
3: Oh, uh-huh. thought I thought, See, that's, I thought that's you that's just your friends. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it was just one picture of him with Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be the reveal. Uh,
1: him and Corey Haim.
3: Yeah, God, remember they tried to make the Coreys a thing? Hey, it's Corys, a film with yeah. the two Coreys. Oh. Not a big fan of the one. So double that puts me off.
1: Although License to Drive is a banger. Is it? I've never seen it. That's good.
3: Ah. Dream a little dream,
1: not so much, because that was when he was going through his phase where Corey Feldman went through that phase. He was like, hey, guys, I can dance. When he'd do it, you're like, Uh, you're just doing what Michael Jackson does exactly. You're even
3: doing the chamom noises. (laughs) Uh Uh, So many troubling things. If
1: you fancy cheering yourself up, look up on YouTube, Dream a little dream 2. Corey Feldman's dance. Oh no! It's one of the worst things I've ever seen.
3: Anyway, I, I will so, say this for Corey Feldman: he's mm. brilliant in The Burbs, and that's another great film. Full stop. So, and it's Joe Dante, so yeah. Joe it all Dante. it all comes together.
1: Corey Feldman's one of those actors who was just an incredible child actor, and then he got to be a teenager and was, and then as soon as he got grown up, everyone went, "Nah, now nah, you're no,
3: right. we don't about. buy it no more. No, <laughs> please go to the back of the queue. Yeah."
1: We were kind of hoping you'd be like a dog, and when you got to about 18,
3: you just go away. <laughs> yeah, what well, some like Hollywood producer takes him out to the woods yeah. and just leaves him there and, and drives off. The story of Old Feldman.
1: <laughs> also, he was very good in Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Oh, that's
3: right, he was yeah, in that as well. He was doing at the same time as, or just before Goonies, wasn't he? Yeah, well,
1: yeah, that was part five, because they wanted to, him to film the little bit where he, he sees Jason in the, woods at the beginning and they filmed it in his backyard while he was making Goonies
3: ah that's right yeah Yeah. Oh, at least he—you know—at least he wanted to be there because apparently he did enjoy doing those Friday the Thirteenth yeah, movies.
1: He's quite keen to come back and play, him, but he says that about everything he was ever in.
3: Yeah, of course. It's like yeah. every child actor who was in a horror film in the eighties is now, as an old adult, saying, "I'm happy to come back and face the evil doll again. I'm happy to." You think, yeah, of course. We know why. <laughs> it's
1: like that. I haven't seen it, but Last Halloween Kills that came out apparently has just got everybody from every Halloween film in it. Yeah, evil to dies tonight.
3: Uh, and then they proceed to get rid of all those characters from that film as well
1: oh good yeah. well, maybe the third one would be
3: worth watching Them. I doubt it based on the second yeah.
1: uh, <sighs> anyway Kingston Falls here we go and Billy, we meet Billy Peltzer he comes yeah, out of his house in the Billy. morning he's got, a, he's got a Volkswagen and of course he lives next door to a racist Mr Futterman who says you shouldn't buy foreign cars because his Volkswagen won't start Mm, what's the name of the guy? Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Always in Joe Dante films.
3: Yes. Always, mm. and we always in everything. In the eighties, mm. you can you can throw a stick at a film, and yeah. it'll probably have Dick Miller in.
1: Yeah. Well, this year he was in this in the Terminator. That's two off the top of my
3: head. Oh, this year alone. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Cool. Not this yeah, year. Yeah. Obviously, he's dead now. Look, that the year of the film, which yeah. would have been what 83 84 Oh, yeah, it came out in 84. I would have thought making it in 83, but go on. I'm going off on many, many stupid, pointless tangents. Well, this was
1: a film I had to wait to see on video because, of course, it was a 15.
3: Was it? Because mm. I know there's a whole thing in America about the PG-13 rating was brought in around the time of Gremlins and Templar mm. Doom.
1: Templar Doom, I, primarily, yeah.
3: But I don't... I mean, this. Is, I, mean, I just don't remember now, but I, don't, I always thought it was a PG. No, it was a 15. I mean, I think if
1: it had come out... You know, after Batman, 12s came in. I think it would have been a 12, potentially.
3: Is it still a 15 if you watch it now?
1: Uh, I think it's a 12.
3: Oh, it's all very confusing, the rating system. It is. Because, funnily enough, like, Gremlins, when you put it against films of its ilk... Like, for instance, if you... I don't know if you've seen Krampus. Yeah. Um, but Krampus is a very Gremlinsy y Christmassy vibe to it. Yeah. And it's like, that is... Almost the same tone, but scarier. And when you compare the two, it feels like Gremlin should easily be a PG now. But, yeah, uh, you know.
1: I really liked Krampus until the reveal, and then I was
3: like, Nah. Yeah, the reveal is a bit is a big leap, but at the same time, I kind of like it. I just don't know if they executed it right.
1: I don't think they did. I think the monster's just not scary enough.
3: It is oh. until
1: you see its face, and it's just a funny-looking old man. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather it Krampus. was like a
3: beast. You are meant to think it's some kind of like mm. you know like a lamb or a sheep's head mm. or something as well, but you know I mean all I know is that I was kind of lost at the whole Christmas snowball thing at the end, and yeah. I was like, does that mean they're all alive still, or they're all yeah. dead in this parallel universe? Or it's very confusing.
1: Yeah, but, but atmospherically wise, though, it's brilliant. I think.
3: Uh, yeah, to be as I say, if you if people say, oh, what a good modern Christmas horror, I say, yeah, Krampus, it's so much fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, And that one that just came out about Christmas Castle on Netflix. That looked hor- horrific.
3: I, I don't go near Netflix, so all this could be lies to me, and I wouldn't know.
1: It's essentially a lie. It's a romantic comedy. Um, oh,
3: well then, yeah, it's horrible.
1: So Billy gets to the bank late. He brings his dog, who's called um,
3: Barney. R- Barney? Yeah.
1: Played by a dog called Mushroom.
3: No. Nah, facts fact, I fans are people who own dogs allowed to call them stupid things like that? Or is there a law? I think if you, you own a dog and call them what you like.
1: There was that what? German fella who taught his dog to do Nazi salutes.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, that was the guy who was all big, edgy, comedy YouTube thing. Oh,
1: no, not that one. He he copied it. But there was oh. a, a German guy who taught his Alsatian to do Nazi salutes. But, yeah, the, the Scottish comedy guy did it as well, didn't he?
3: It'd be more interesting if a dog taught a human to do a Nazi salute. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Much more <laughs> because, interesting, yeah.
3: Like, it's kind of modern Summer of Sam. Because there's lots so- of
1: questions there. Like, how did the man not know, but the dog did?
3: Yeah, you see, that's the question. Mm. And then my answer is, <laughs> it's the rebirth of Hitler in dog form. <laughs> I've, just, I've
1: just heard what you said about Summer of Sam. Yes, I want exactly like that.
3: Yeah, it's more like that. The dog comes <laughs> in and just goes,
1: go out, do it, do a Nazi salute. Like that dog. That's a really angry dog in Summer of Sam.
3: I think more angry, um, you know, edgy YouTubers should blame all of their transgressions on their pets. I think, I think so. that's the best way of getting out of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. What was it? do they, they call it dank memes? Because UKIP took a load of them on, didn't they? And said we're going to do
3: the best dank memes. Oh God Almighty!
1: <laughs> it's
3: fucking.
1: Yeah, Neil Hamilton talking about dank memes. Oh, dank my God.
3: memes sounds like a 90s sci sci-fi show on BBC Two.
1: It does. Yeah, with puppets.
3: Yeah, with puppets and the probably made by Gerry Anderson.
1: Yeah, yeah, like Space
3: Patrol or whatever it was called. Spa- yeah, like Space
1: 1999. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah. Billy gets to the bank and then we meet the awful Mrs. Deagle. Yeah. One of the great baddies of 80s cinema.
3: One of the greatest you-had-this-coming mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of characters. Yeah. And also, weirdly, like Judge Reinhold's in this, and every mm. time I watch this film, I go... Oh yeah, mm. Judge Reinhold's in this, <laughs> and I always forget because like, is he set up to be almost an antagonist and then absolutely forgotten about?
1: He had loads of scenes cut.
3: I'd imagine so, yeah, Mm. but did did, did his character get killed off initially? No, he
1: gets locked in the vault of the bank. Uh, There was a scene later on where they hide in the bank, and they they talk to him for a while before Kate tells her Christmas story, but they all got out.
3: Oh, interesting. I think he locks
1: himself in the vault of the bank because he's scared of the gremlins, so it's meant to be a ha-ha, you you thought you were really tough and hard, but you're a big wimp type things.
3: Can you imagine that? Now, Judge, we've cast you because we think you're going to be hard and cool, (laughs) so go and do that on stage. Now, I don't think he could. No, bless him.
1: Oh, but it was a, a law. You talk about Dick Miller, but it was a law at this point in cinema to have Judge Reinhold in your film. Yeah, he was literally yeah, yeah, yeah. in everything. I mean, again, this year he was in Beverly Hills Cop and this.
3: Oh wow! So it was a good year for um, yeah. for him as well. Yeah, and he was.
1: He and um, Phoebe Cates had been in Fast Times at Richmond High a couple of years ago.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah he was on the app and then it all went wrong
3: yes when he did it, well a little
1: film called vice versa
3: with Fred. <laughs> that will teach every that was a, that's the other problem the trend of the whole body swap thing that yeah. happened in the 80s and yeah. it was like he just got pulled into the into the into the malstrom <laughs> of that comedy genre
1: well at least there is no horribleness the horrible aftertaste like there is in big
3: yeah, or 18 going on 80, whatever oh, it's called. Yeah. George Burns and Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Schlater. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. My God, that's awful.
3: Doesn't he get but, his end away in that? Oh, I, you know what? That's a film I definitely haven't bothered to mm. bring out of my memory. Uh, There's yeah. no need. No. There's absolutely no need.
1: No. But anyway, so he gets to work. Mrs. Deagle, her antique snowman's been broken, and she's blaming Billy's dog, Of him. course,
3: because dogs have... Uh, a, a hatred of plastic snowmen. That's
1: right, yeah. Probably trying to have sex with it.
3: Well, I think it's more down to the fact that dogs like to pee on snowmen. Yeah. Uh, and he couldn't on this one. So he nutted it and went mad. <laughs> That's obviously what happened here. Yeah, clearly. Or
1: yeah. it could have just been someone else.
3: Oh, yeah, I hadn't yeah. thought about that. It might have been a person. But she
1: gets attacked by Barney because she then starts, to, I mean, this again, this is a quote unquote kids film, and she starts talking about murdering the dog.
3: I wonder if like that whole character at the start is it has got a wicked witch of the west thing built into it because it kind of feels like it's the same vibe, you know, mm. the Toto Wicked Witch of the West kind of thing.
1: I tell you it confused the fuck out of me as a kid because when she's out and about she's got that red wig on. But later on when she's at home she's got no wig on, and when I was a kid I thought, is that who is that?
3: Yeah, because it never doesn't show you her taking the wig off, does it? Know. So you never really get the sense of the transition between the old the old bitch you see on the street and the quote-unquote frail old woman in the house later.
1: Mm. You only know because one of the policemen says, is that Mrs. Deagle? <laughs> like, thank, you, thank you for that.
3: Thank you. Um,
1: yes. Yeah, so she gets attacked by the dog and then she says, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get your little dog too, as you say, with a Wicked witch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, his boss says, you know, you might be in trouble for this. So later on, Billy goes to a pub. Uh, and he's sitting next to someone at the table, and he's drawing, and the guy that's, that next to him at the bar says, that's a good drawing, Billy. Do you know who that was? No. It's Chuck Jones.
3: Is it? Yay! It, so- it all makes... It's, it's weird when you look at Joe Dante's films, how there's mm. always a through line one way or the other. Yeah. And Chuck Jones is obviously, you know, a big influence on Joe Dante's yeah. style. It, it, it's one of the reasons why I'm so upset that Looney Tunes back in action didn't work. Oh, because yeah. Because that, that film reeks of... You should have left joe dante alone to make it yeah uh but unfortunately the suits had other plans it's still got one or two really good scenes in and i love the fact that it's a daffy movie not a bugs movie exactly but, but yeah, it's fl- it's flabby it doesn't quite hold together
1: it they, they made him shoot loads of stuff he didn't want to shoot didn't they and it's just really all over the place and
3: it's it's galling because i say i think mm. that bit where they're jumping through the paintings in the louvre yeah. is, a, is a proper genuinely great looney tunes moment
1: yeah yeah it could have been a really good film but but never mind we got space jam 2
3: yay space jam 2 mm. the film that likes to say remember
1: oh god well if anything that started the trend for the rest of the year of the cinema output
3: yeah yeah because
1: uh, i am getting pretty fucking sick of it now uh, i saw I, another one like that last night and it did my head in
3: it'd be just nice to go to see a film a big budget hollywood summer blockbuster yeah and you sit down, and when the film starts, you go, I don't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. I don't know who these characters are, and I'm mm-hmm. willing to be surprised. Yeah. I don't want to have to see a film. And all the way through, go, oh, yeah, like that one in the last one. Yeah. Or like the other thing, it's like, it's just, oh, God.
1: Yeah. I mean, even when James Bond films are doing it, you know there's trouble afoot. There's- I,
3: I just feel we owe our younger generation much more than hand-me-down properties just because we can't let go of them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyway.
3: Um, Memories yeah, yeah. Like the shadows of my mind Of the
1: way Oh that was in Naked Gun 2 I remember that
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I think that's probably where I first came across that song I think it'd be too yeah Yeah
0: post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today Uh,
1: so yeah so Judge Reinhold starts taking the piss out of him and says look you were going to get fired Uh, you're not going to get fired now you're still going to work at the bank I'm junior vice president at 23 and one day I'm going to be a millionaire you suck he says to Billy and then wow. we, we then we meet Kate, Phoebe Cates, and uh, she's working at the bar. And apparently she's doing it for free because she's nice.
3: Only in small towns can you get away with that logic. Yeah. Because no one would want to work in a bar like that for free. I'm no. sorry. It'd be like saying, oh, I'm going for free. I'm going to go work in a place where all the most miserable, sad people hang out mm. and do what they tell me to.
1: It's a very miserable town in that respect. It's a nice little town. Like, yeah, it's a wonderful life town, which is alluded to later. But, yeah, everyone's got a story.
3: Because yeah. that that's the thing, isn't it, about Gremlins? I mean, mm. fundamentally, when people say, oh, it's a Christmas film, like, s- most films are, are, aren't. Like, mm. I always get into this every year, and it's a boring topic. But, yeah. like, Die Hard isn't a Christmas film to me, but it's a film set at Christmas. Otherwise, every single Shane Black movie would be shown on Christmas, Over, you know what I mean, on ITV3. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Whereas Gremlins takes the themes of Christmas about that whole sense of the commercialis- commercialization of it, the selfishness, the the commercialism gone wild. You know, it's mm. it, it's about Christmas, which is why I would say it's more of a Christmas film. Yeah. And so the town of, you know, shows a version of, like, the perfect American town, the, 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 the stereotypical vision of a perfect little American town, but then shows how actually crap it is to live there. Well, yeah,
1: because when Billy gets home from the sedge pub, he has a conversation with his mum about how financially they're fucked yeah and how miserable are you know the, the, their dad's a fucking crackpot inventor who's shitted it and that they're going to run out of money and probably be homeless soon and then he, the dad comes home and she's like oh well, let's not talk about it now and it's just like, oh god this is so depressing
3: and, and yeah, the dad's like hello love i just yeah. spent a hundred dollars on a rat <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he says yeah billy i've got your present um uh, but we have to turn all the lights off and then he brings out who he a uh, mogwai which he's called gizmo which is a great name
3: it is a great name yeah
1: if you were a marketing executive you'd look at that and go that's really good work
3: five points Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, so he tells him the three rules and then his wife bloody not listening yeah. takes a polaroid photo Poor, poor Gizmo nearly has a heart attack and dies. Imagine that. Imagine if he'd have had a heart attack and died right there. It would have been
3: a really short movie, and it would have been called The Death of a Rat by, <laughs> by Joe Dante.
1: <laughs> he has the horrible scene of Randall on his hands and knees trying to give mouth to mouth to this small mogwai.
3: Yeah, as it boils and bursts in his hand.
1: <laughs> uh, again, I'd watch that. I'd definitely watch yeah. that. Um, So then he takes Gizmo up to his bedroom, and he's just toying... And with the him. film ends. Yeah, the film <laughs> And you get, let's get it on.
3: Yeah, oh dear. Like Don't get water, it wet, Billy. Oh, like
1: fucking a hot water bottle. Um, <laughs> so, okay, he gets up with Gizmo and then immediately fucking drops him on his head because he shows him a mirror yeah. and light shines on his head. So he then has to bandage him. And you should, it should be said that the um, animatronic work in this film is fantastic.
3: It's beautiful, isn't it? Because mm. re- especially with Gizmo, they really get across the whole... Slightly feral, scared, frightened angle that they're going for with it. And these little um, fa-
1: angry little faces, almost like a angry hamster gerbil type thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, as much, I mean, again, as much as I do love the, the puppet work and things in this, I mean, I, I always err to Gremlins 2. The aesthetic is just. Yeah, it's Rick Baker Rick or, Gremlins 2, isn't it? Yeah, and he did yeah. say, I want to do it my way. Mm-hmm. So we went, all right, then. And then he literally did. Yeah. So bless him. But yeah, I, I love the work on on, especially Gizmo. In mm. this film, because like once the Gremlins come, there's a certain amount of uniformity to them. But yeah. Gizmo's really expressive. It's like there's a scene I can't remember. Where I was watching this, but it's some bloody YouTube video where it's like there's mm. a scene with a uh, Corey Feldman and Gizmo, and he's acting like it's a real thing, and yes. the Pet is acting it, you know, in this in the right way to respond to it. So it's all brilliantly done.
1: Oh, it's amazing. Apart from the close-up one they've got, that's obviously a much larger scale, and it's quite weird oh. and horrible to look at.
3: Yeah. Although, imagine that waking up in the middle of the night and that hovering over you. He ain't so cute no more is that gizmo. Yeah,
1: imagine if what they didn't tell him is that after one sleep, he grows to be seven feet tall.
3: It's, this is the thing, though, right? It's like already the Polaroid and the mirror is like upset him. And I'm thinking, oh, this is I can't deal with this. I've got a shit job at a bank, and now I've got to look after a hypochondriac hamster. You know, it's like it's, 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 it's too high maintenance, this pet already.
1: <coughs> it really is. Uh, were it not for the we're about to go on, I think I'd probably smother it.
3: <laughs> Bim bag. River. <laughs> how's, how's Gizmo? Oh, he died. Yeah, what horrible. do you do? Oh, I threw it in the river. You yeah. bloody dickhead! There's literally <laughs> bloody millions of them all along the bank. <laughs> and they're really angry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a
1: great scene if Billy put a brick in a bag with him and threw it in. Suddenly, hundreds of gremlins, came <laughs> yeah, out.
3: hundreds and hundreds <laughs> pouring out of the river, swarming <laughs> like World War Z. Uh,
1: so in the morning, Corey Feldman comes around to bring a Christmas tree and starts talking about how he hates his job dressing up as a Christmas tree. <laughs> and uh, then he shows he shows uh, his name's Petey, I think, isn't he? Uh, Corey mm. Feldman can't remember,
3: I, th- I can't remember.
1: Um, so then he shows Gizmo. Um, to him and um, what he says he'll dance for you and sing for you if you want so he puts him on top of a desk and, and gizmo does indeed start singing and
3: dancing right how do they figure that out i don't know because he hasn't had the pet that long that seems like uh, you would need to have it a few weeks before you realize that was a trait
1: maybe it was in the instructions maybe at the bottom of the box there's instructions.
3: Yeah. Do not turn upside down. All the other. Maybe there's more rules in the bottom of the box. Yeah. You know or Do not encourage to sing and dance. You know. Don't show in pornography. Well, not after midnight. <laughs> not after
1: midnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, but the yeah, end. In all the excitement, Corey Feldman, who is the en- enemy of this film, <laughs> yeah. spills a jug of water on poor old Gizmo. Mm. and he starts screaming and Corey feldman literally goes ah oh, this is awful this is the worst thing that's ever happened and when all the bowls start popping out of gizmo's back and new mogwai's come um billy says look at this look at this is amazing and Corey feldman is already looking at a magazine with 3d glasses on he's like yeah it's
3: great yeah, yeah. lost interest now yeah, fuck you <laughs> fuck, how fucking dare you it's all your fault If your pet suddenly started screaming and, like, violently ejecting smaller versions of itself (laughs) out into your room, there'd be a bigger fallout, (laughs) I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. And then, um, so then he goes to tell his dad. Oh, sorry, we meet the Mugwires and there's one, and they're all a bit crosser than Gizmo, and Gizmo's sad. Mm. And there's one that's the crossest of all, and he's got a mohawk.
3: Yeah. Spike, isn't it? That's his name. Stripe. Stripe? Oh, yeah. Why do I think it was Spike? I don't know. Uh, stripe makes more sense though because of you know the aforementioned mohawk yeah Uh,
1: so he leaves them and he goes to see his dad who is making further amendments to the bathroom buddy and he says to billy check this out you're on your way to an important meeting and you feel and you haven't shaved oh god you're not gonna get the job or the job interview you're not gonna get the job Mm. what are you gonna do and billy should be like don't know shave before shave and he goes oh well that's where the bathroom buddy comes in and he pulls out and it's now got a big glued a big razor glued to it and then billy's like hey that's really neat and he starts playing with it and then presses a button and poor old randall gets jizzed over
3: (laughs) yeah he does it's like why dad why have you built this into it why have (laughs) you built a kind of weird sex toy into your bathroom buddy i'm
1: trying to sell them to japan all
3: right yeah, but here's the thing: you're not it, just going back to the original point about the job interview. Mm. You're not getting the job I have for you mm. if you've turned up, you know, late, not planned, and you haven't thought ahead to shave. Mm. So, and also, you spend a lot of money on shit if you got a bathroom buddy. So I can't trust you financially.
1: Also, you've got a big load of jizz all over you. And so also,
3: just- now you've got a face full of creamy Um You look like a mess. Please leave <laughs> this. This. Uh, Trying to think of a business. I don't go out much. Um, Unilever. Yeah, you you can't be in Unilever.
1: Bye. You can't come direct from dogging to get an interview at Unilever. You can't know, come that's... from a Japanese bukkake session to come work at Unilever.
3: I don't know. You know, I want to put that to the test. Yeah, I do. It's like, oh, sorry, I'm late for the interview, but I've just been come on by eighteen men. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
1: Oh, I like your style. Please sit down. Thank God I had my
3: bathroom buddy. <laughs> it's got a little um, ladle on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's got a squeegee <laughs> and a, <laughs> some antiseptic wipes. Do you want some? Um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, mm.
1: right. <clears throat> so, yeah, his dad's really not bothered. His dad sees them and then says,
3: hey, the Peltzer pet. Yeah, his dad's awful.
1: Yeah, he is, yeah.
3: He's neglectful of his family. He Mm. comes up with bullshit. And the first thing he does when he sees this is not like, oh, let's maybe see if the thing's all right. Let's take it to a vet Mm. or or let's take it back to the owner. He was like, yeah, let's flog him. Mm. He's like Del Boy. In fact, he is just Del Boy. He is Del Boy, yeah. In fact, hang on, that makes Billy Rodney and then, I don't know, the mum's granddad (laughs) or something, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) dick miller is uncle albert
1: (laughs) (coughs) and kate's trigger
3: yeah 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 (laughs) yeah
1: um so he he, yeah he, he says we're gonna sell them all it's gonna be great and then stripe coughs up a big loogie and spits it at the dog
3: good I wonder how the dog felt about that. I spent 15 years in dog acting school not to be spat on by a bloody puppet. <laughs> I'm bloody mushroom. That's who I am. Um, how dare you? you? Don't you know who I am? I, I once filled in for the late great lassie. I was,
1: in, I was a stand-in in Homewood Bound.
3: <laughs> I nearly got the role of Old Yeller. <laughs> but I wasn't happy with the script.
1: I like to think the stripe because he's got a bit of a touch of the John Lydens about him. Mm. Had he have lived in ten to fifteen years' time, he'd be doing adverts for Country Life butter.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I could be black. I could be rough. (laughs) Awful.
1: Why do I like
3: Country Life butter? Because I'm a gremlin. Yeah. Oh, here's the question.
2: Mm.
3: Is right. Let me say this. Mm. How. Is Gizmo the anomaly when it comes to Mogwai? Because it seems like every time he ejects them, they're all evil. Yeah. But he's the only good one. So does that make him the anomaly? Like they're mostly so. an evil band of creatures?
1: I think it does, yeah. I think what they're trying to say is that Gizmo was brought up right by
3: oh, like the lovely I see. Chinese
1: man and his nephew.
3: Well, we're going to find out all about that in the forthcoming cartoon <gasps> series, aren't we? Actually, Do you think the whole it's going to be va- any good? Do you know what? I don't know because part of me thinks here's the problem right mm. it depends on where they go I think they're going to go into a kind of um, Last Airbender feel with it if that makes sense you know mm. they're going to try and do that thing but it almost really needs to be more like Looney Tunes for it to really you know be interesting to be interesting mm. but I don't know how you can even make a cartoon series out of it when you know they're all self-contained adventures about trying to stop a outbreak of Gremlins it's like well in the cartoon do they already exist are there loads of them do they live in a special land? Do they drink gummy berry juice? Yes, they do. All these questions?
1: They drink Randall Peltzer's jism.
3: Yeah. From his bathroom
1: buddy. <laughs> are the mogwais that come out of Gizmo called the Delta variant? <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then the ones in uh, the
1: swimming pool are the Omicron.
3: Yeah, the Omicron. Yeah. Nomicron. The Necronomicon. What yeah, the next, uh, You know what? I was going to do something really elaborate, but then I saw it through to the end of that gag and I thought, no one's going to laugh, so let's just move on. All right, let's move on, yeah so, yeah.
1: so Billy shows... He takes a, a Mogwai to his science teacher, Mr. Hanson, who's played by the... Is it the man from The Wire?
3: I haven't seen The Wire, uh, I don't know. Let's
1: leave that there, let's park that. Uh, so he goes to see Mr. Hanson and then drops a pipette of water on poor fucking Gizmo. At this point, I was thinking,
3: stop fucking
1: doing that. yeah. And births another Mogwai, who at
3: first looks quite cute. It does. Yeah. But But at this point now, you're primed to think there's going to be mischief.
1: Mm. I do Mm. like the moment, though, where Gizmo and the other new Mogwai are are tapping on the walls of the box each other. (laughs) It's really cute.
3: Yeah. And again, that's an outlying scene because nothing ever really happens like that. Again, it mostly just goes to instant bullying from this point on.
1: Oh, also, the night before, Barney the dog has been hung up by the Mogwais, and that's not a euphemism.
3: I thought that dog was dead when I initially saw it. So
1: did I. Apparently, in the original script, it was killed.
3: Oh, but then they bottled it.
1: Yeah, Spielberg said, no, no dogs die in my face. No
3: dogs die while I'm in charge.
1: Hmm. I've simply been going, Stephen. I just ripped a guy's heart out.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You can't, you can't kill a doggy on screen, but you can rip a man's heart out, make everyone think a generation of Indian people eat eat brains and rats and snails. I can do all of it, but mm. I don't want people thinking a poor doggy's died.
1: No. That's weird as well. When they finally released the uncensored version in this country, because mm. for years I hadn't seen it, of course, because you don't see the heart when I went no. to see it at the cinema, and you don't see the bit where they're walking through the wood jungle at the beginning... And he stops at that shrine, and then he tells Short Round not to come up. Yeah, you don't see what it was, but now you can. It's like loads of guts and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's a whole big black grave monolith thing, isn't it? Uh, covered in innards. Yeah, it's it's weird. Temple of Doom. I it don't. Really I, is. I don't know if I like it. I don't. I do. Do you? Mm. Is it your favourite one? No. Good. No, it's one, one, three, right two, two, four. Yeah. Yeah. See, I see. I've got this logic which which gets me over the hump of bad sequels, and which I kind of say like, you have got Raise the Lost Ark, mm. and then you have three Indiana Jones stories. You've got one Die Hard, and then four John McClane stories. When you think of it that way, it kind yeah. of just it, it eases the pain somewhat.
1: How does that work with Ghostbusters, Paul?
3: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know what. This is the thing. I just don't like the recontextualizing of. Movies to make them more to make them what they're not, you know what I mean. Mm. And I think Ghostbusters is a great example. Afterlife is like you've made the family friendly kids' adventure when Ghostbusters was an antidote to all of that in the 80s, yeah. So, why would you want to make it the thing it was an antidote to? It's a mystery. Come on, let's move on. Yeah, I can't talk on. about no, afterlife. No, no, no.
1: Um, so Hanson says, Well, I'll keep hold of this mogwai and, and run some experiments. One of which is taking his blood later, which he doesn't like.
3: No. Um,
1: So Billy goes home, and on his way home, he goes to the bar to see Kate, and Futterman's in there, pissed out of his head, going on about foreigners, talking about gremlins. Mm. Because that's where that phrase comes from, apparently, is the American Air Force. When the engines would go wrong, they'd say it was gremlins in the the, the, uh, engine.
3: Yeah, it it was part of a drive to make people more... um Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To make them more considerate over their weaponry or their guns or their aeroplane or whatever. Mm. It was an idea to think that, you know, I think it was propaganda because it was put in a load of adverts and it was also, you know, I think famously Disney did a Gremlins... uh, No, Bugs Bunny. uh, Yeah, Bugs Bunny did, yeah. That was right, yeah. Did a kind of versus a Gremlin thing. And that Gremlin leathers Bugs Bunny all the way through that.
1: Mm. And then they get married. (laughs)
3: And then do they?
1: No, no, I don't know.
3: I don't know. It's been a long time in that period of uh animation. I, it wouldn't surprise me if Bugs Bunny, you know, was in a wet wedding gown and had sex with a small gremlin in a crashing plane. I think would I it would not surprise
1: Yeah. Yeah. We see we are the generation that grew up having them shown so much Looney Tunes and stuff. Mm. And the Warner Brothers cartoons and MGM stuff. And they just don't show them anymore, but they're continuing to pump out Tom and Jerry, the movie. And all the kids oh. now are like, I have no idea who these people are.
3: No. And this is what comes down to the whole hand, handing down mm. IPs or things. It's like, it, uh, sometimes they, they are of a period. Mm. And that's fine. And they can exist there without having to recontextualize them all the time. You know, there are very few evergreen properties. Like, even the Muppets, when you think about it, mm. probably will never have the same kind of Lustre as they did in the late 70s, early 80s.
1: No, because everybody involved with it made the magic happen. I
3: mean, apart from.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, apart from Christmas Carol, it pretty much died with Henson, didn't it, really?
3: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Christmas Carol, but uh, that's just because I think it's a great Christmas Carol, but an awful Muppets movie, and I'd rather see a Muppets movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the
3: Henson trilogy is brilliant, I think. Oh what the one that ends with Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm. Yeah, although I don't really like Muppets Take Manhattan because again it's really heavy on the melodrama and yeah. the and the heartache and the
2: goodbye, All away. of that. Yeah.
3: I just like my Muppets to be hitting each other and doing mm. old vaudeville acts. The best one
1: is the caper, I think.
3: Yeah. That's what that's what I like. It's a perfect I like the perfect Muppet film. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's unfortunately, what? it's not a proper Muppet film if you don't have the will-they-won't-they-marry of Kermit and Miss Piggy, yeah. which is, you know, what I tune in for.
1: Yeah, well, Cape has got that thing. Anyway, we're not talking about Muppets, we're talking about <laughs> um, So, So, he's walking Kate home, and again, this is a lovely children's film, and she says, um, some people want to open presents, and a lot of people at Christmas are opening their wrists and you're like oh mm. and then she talks about the high suicide rates and he goes well now i'm depressed
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> awkward
1: yeah and he walks home and she goes sorry i'm just cranky and then he asks her out on a date and she said she'd love to oh
3: wow do you know what really turns me on mm. women talking about suicide yeah it's i've just oh i remember those you.
1: numbers in the back of newspapers and the uh Eighties and nineties. How Samaritan talking about
3: suicide in your area. Oh, I'll off myself tonight for you. (laughs) I'm going to top myself and top myself until I'm
1: dead. Uh, Anyway, so he goes home and the Mogwais trick him into feeding them after midnight because they've bitten off the plug. So they have a sense of time. Mm, They know Mm. about time and they know how electricity works.
3: You know what? They could have just easily have changed this by just saying, don't feed them after dark. Mm. Yeah. that's all you would need to say and then yeah. that would cover you for a good 10 hours right?
1: But what about in the winter when it gets dark early?
3: Same difference, doesn't matter As long yeah. if, if it's dark they can't eat alright, because think about it the light, the, the exposure to light ah, mm. so maybe the dark brings out the evil, you know what I mean yin and yang,
1: what you should have had here in this scene of course is when he turns to the suit. he's made a little suitcase bed for the extra mogwai, there's five of them yeah he should have turned around to them and go, you can't be hungry, and then go, hang on, why is there any four of you? Ah, oh well, I'll go and get you some food. And then the next morning, when the cocoons are there, and he realises the plug's been bitten through, they should look under the bed, and there should be like a frazzled <laughs> bird, Mogwai, with a plug in his mouth.
3: <laughs> he sacrificed himself so he his did. others could breed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like in in, in gremlin speak he went i'm going out i may be (laughs) some (laughs) time
1: yeah the oat smog why (laughs) yeah so so they they form cocoons Mm. uh but then this is my favorite thing that i only realized when i watched this film again yesterday never noticed this before ever and i fucking adore it so randall calls home he's gone to an inventor's convention yeah so first of all you got the two cameos there behind him on the phone is jerry goldsmith yeah and then going around on the little bike thing is steven spielberg we all knew that yeah yeah and then i never noticed this before and you probably have and everybody has so sorry if i'm stupid but randall's talking and behind him you can see the time machine from the 1960s time machine movie yeah right then it cuts back to billy and billy says you know uh, he says i'll be home soon so he's talking to his wife sorry he says i'll be home soon the convention's going fine and then when it cuts back to randall the time machine's gone and there's a puff of smoke and people are standing around it sort of scratching their heads no i've never noticed I'd that i've never <laughs> noticed it and i just thought what an incredible joke and that takes a lot of prep as well if yeah. you do
3: multiple takes yeah it's That's brilliant great <laughs> yeah I, if you've
1: not noticed it, everybody go back and watch that clip it's bounty on youtube but i'd never noticed that i've seen this film hundreds of times
3: that's the that's what I love about Dante though the playfulness mm. in his films like yeah. it's obviously very very uh, prevalent in Gremlins too mm. but even like in Back in Action that um, that great Area Fifty Two segment where he's just got every single bit of fifties you know sci fi memorabilia just walking around in the background there's mm-hmm. there's even bloody Daleks in that scene yeah which blew my mind when I remember seeing that how do they get the license for
1: that I don't know this has got Robbie the robot from um, yeah. Forbidden Planet as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. he, he likes to pepper yeah. his films with um, the, the, the detritus of his past, I guess, you know, of mm. Hollywood past.
1: Well, his little segment in the Twilight Zone movie has got that bit that's basically a living Looney Tunes, isn't it? But with yeah. a
3: horror twinge to it. That I remember that scared the shit out of Same. me when I was a kid. Oh, when God, that rabbit pops rabbit. out. Oh, Christ. I God. couldn't watch it.
1: Yep, and it's that guy I've I've forgotten his name, is it Joe McCarthy? Yes. yes.
3: Um Who was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers
1: yeah. or such Um Hang on. Kevin McCarthy, beg your pardon. There we go. Who is in all Joe Dante films? Oh, uh, I mean
3: yeah, Inner Space, yeah. Yeah he's Gremlins in, he's two? not
1: in this, but he's in someone's watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers on the TV, so he's technically in so this. it counts. Yeah. I don't oh. know if he's in Gremlins too, I'm not sure about that. Unless he's in the Twilight Zone of... movie. He's in Inner Space, as you say. Yeah. Um, I'm probably oh, wrong, him. but he's great. I loved him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the cocoons hatch we see with that horrible Jerry Goldsmith music where it's kind of going, yeah. which I love. I
3: love that because it's got that sense of like, you know, when you anger a cat and it's yes. got, yeah, it's that vibe to it. Like it's unsettling and it's really nice. And it's almost weird because it then gives the sh- film a sci-fi feel mm. when it didn't before mm-hmm. you know yeah it's a great soundtrack and his his
1: rag is yeah. one of the uh, great themes um so meanwhile meanwhile we cut back to mr hanson who's in his uh, school class giving a lesson uh, about the human rabbit's heart which always made me feel a bit uneasy when i was a kid
2: mm, and yeah. um,
1: then he sends the class out early because the box starts shaking and your gremlin's hatched and is running about, and he offers it a candy bar, and then it starts <laughs> eating his hand.
3: Yeah, I, I, it's like it's funny how because he's the first death, I guess, isn't mm, he yeah. in the film? And you think, oh, is it eating him? And then when it cuts back later, he's just got a needle in his ass. It's that's got more questions. Like, did the gremlin know to inject something dangerous, or did he just inject an air bubble into him? It's like quite devious.
1: I think it's eating him. Or bits of him, and then there's a kind of calling card. Has put the syringe in his ass to say, How'd you like that?
3: Oh, you took I see my blood. you like the grandma's thinking, This is my thing, this is my yeah. thing now. I kill people, and then I stick a syringe in their ass. <laughs> I had
1: the Panini <laughs> sticker album of this film, oh, and all right. That was one of the ones that lived with me for years. That image of him lying down with a syringe sticking it out of his ass. <laughs> I just thought, What does
3: it mean? What a great sticker to put in yeah. a kid's book, as well. I hope that was the shiny.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so so uh, he phones Billy and says it's hatched, so Billy gets there to check it out and finds him dead. Now, what I like about this is Mr. Hanson has been murdered. <laughs> yeah. No one finds out about gremlins for about another three hours, and yet no one seems to find him at school or raise any alarm that someone's been murdered at a high school.
3: No, because what happens? He just legs it and goes, oh, yeah. no, I haven't got time to tell the police
1: well there's that good scene where he chases the gremlin the gremlin does the yum yum eating different things and eventually sells yeah. on glass test tubes which is funny yeah and then runs through the air conditioning he chases him and then he goes into the um the hospital you know the medical bit because yeah. he's cut his hand and this was a genuine jump scare for me as a kid he leans up against that cupboard and then the other door opens and the gremlin's in there yeah oh that's brilliant scratches him then runs off
3: that's right so, yeah. oh, that makes me think. Then, so after all this blew over and the town settled back and it went back to work the next day, mm. the kids turned up at school on Monday and saw their teacher dead on the floor because everyone just forgot.
1: Everyone forgot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yay! An extra yeah.
1: day off. How have you come <laughs> home? Our teacher's been murdered. It's the funny policeman. that his wife didn't no. ask. Yeah, no one asked.
3: <laughs> no Turns one out cares. his wife
1: was having an affair with a policeman
3: yeah oh dear oh no it's got more tragic it's horrible
1: (laughs) but then actually to be fair (coughs) in a bit billy does try and tell the police but before that at home billy's mum gets attacked by some gremlins and this is the bits that i used to love as a kid because you first get the microwave gremlin Mm. which is awesome He's throwing stuff at her. She manages to get him in the microwave and turns it on. And the effect of when it's in there, kind of going, "Oh no!" and then its head explodes, is awesome.
3: <laughs> well, that's that's the great thing about this film is that, in many respects, the mother does nothing mm. through most of the film, but she does get. You would, I would argue, the centerpiece, set piece of the whole movie, yep, the best kill. The, yeah, and, and the whole way that f- they they fray <gasps> that it because there were two gremlins going on, I think, in that scene. Isn't yeah,
1: there? she stabs one to death. Yeah, and then puts the other one in the microwave.
3: Yeah, No and one then, else what, does that. No, she gets yeah. she get handsy, because that's the th- great thing, is that in most films of this type, it would just be the meek, meager mother, you know, mm. is, is scared away or murdered or something horrible. In this case, it's like, no, it subverts it by going, this is my house, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And also, when, I, when this film
1: came out, when I was at primary school at the time, we were doing Christmas carols, and one of the songs we were singing was that do you hear what i hear Which oh, is playing yeah. the scene so i was just like
3: "Ah." Oh! do you think though like once the scene was over and the gremlins were dead hmm. did you ask yourself but what's that really about where's that anger come from love yeah. and it's because she's married to an yeah. inventor yeah. who brings home stray animals that cause death or destruction <laughs> and events <laughs> fucking sex toys with razor blades in <laughs> you know what i mean it's just he's a psychopath
1: he is he's is an absolute liability if i was them i'd grab all their things and leave him there
3: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, but we get the, we get sort kind of check off sword on the wall at this point don't we because every there's, a, there's a, a thing that's been laid out in this film every time you open the Pelcer's front door and shut it a mm. sword falls off the wall of their mounted swords thing mm. which is good here because Billy comes home to find his mum being strangled in a Christmas tree by a gremlin and yeah. as he comes in the sword falls down and he just runs up to the gremlin and says hey gremlin looks up decapitates it his head goes in the fire <laughs> and as it's burning it's going ah! <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why this is a 15
3: yeah I guess when you put it like that yeah it, it, that's a bit too much for a PG
1: and then Stripe does what Johnny Rotten would do if he'd seen this happen he blows his nose on the curtain <laughs> <and then laughs> runs Fucked out of the window <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the equivalent of the bad boyfriend who yeah. has sex with his girlfriend wipes his dick on the curtain and strolls out it's like it's that thing <laughs> yeah so it is gives, it, just, is mm. it just me as well? But, like, are story points like that sword missing these days? Because remember when we last mm. talked about Rocketeer and, like, mm. the bubble gum mm. and how that actually plays off, considering how many times it chooses like, those moments don't seem to happen as much. No, foreshadowing is gone, I'm afraid. Yeah, that whole Chekhov's gun analogy or yeah. something. But it just mm. feels like sometimes things are weird for weird sake, but they never pay off later on.
1: No. 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 Uh let's not get into that i'm really depressed about films at the moment after seeing spider-man last night but never mind
3: oh dear (laughs) um
1: i'm I'm probably on my own on this one i'm gonna be called miserable but never mind
3: Um, so i was called that about afterlife apparently i'm miserable i'm not a real fan no more
1: oh i've been like that a few times about things
3: Yeah. yeah i'm sure being a bond fan must be glorious every few years or so
1: it is it's wonderful yeah um, yeah. Lovely. Um, so he, <laughs> he, cha- he gives chase a stripe and this is a bit I used to love as a kid because he chased him through the snow like the shining mm. and then he ends up at the YMCA and um, he has to kill a gremlin that's a red Indian one that's a cowboy
3: <laughs> no. that's fine though because they're meant to be you know edgy <laughs> so they're allowed to do that if they want
1: yeah he comes in on the wall having sex Ooh.
3: It is a film.
1: Yeah. Um, But what I love about this is Stripe attacks Billy and then fucking dive bombs right into the swimming pool. And there's a great shot of Billy just clambering with the hand out to try and stop him, but no. Mm. And he goes in the pool and then it just starts all bubbling and Billy just has to fucking leg it. It's a brilliant scene.
3: Yeah, because what would you do in that circumstance where you Mm. know what they're like when they get wet and one's in the pool? Mm. Part of, I mean, uh, I would run initially Hmm. but if I had my worth with all I'd do the old Gremlins 2 trick and just throw a don't know a toaster in (laughs) the in the swimming pool or something
1: yeah or I'd I'd spunk in it see if it
3: made any difference no because then you've got all these weird half (laughs) you half Gremlin creatures coming out of the pool they might spare me yeah really though because you know what the thing they're gonna walk up to you at like the end of Alien Resurrection (laughs) yeah and like there's a weird moment of confusion and solace (sighs) (laughs) before you flush him out into deep space i'm licking
1: my face yeah i quite like that
3: basically makes you a marlon brando in the island of dr moreau
1: does yeah i'd have a little one and i'd make him dress like me
3: absolutely terrible horrible idea yeah and i wish to burn my brain for thinking about it (laughs)
1: let's forget about that we should have thrown the toaster in, but never mind yeah so he makes a run for it and then we get the little montage type thing of them just going mad around kingston falls Mm. And you get that lovely shot, stop motion shot. But there's like one of them, two of them, and there's hundreds of them suddenly come oh, coming. Oh, coming out of the dark yeah. on the
3: street. Yeah, yeah that's like beautiful. That. Yeah. And it's funny because you know that how they do that. This is the thing. When they say let's make another Gremlins, mm. I don't mind them using CG because mm. they could use it to make those kind of shots work. Yeah. But when they're on screen up close, they have to be a puppet. Of they have to they be tangibly yeah. in that got space. Such
1: personality, and you wouldn't get that in CG. No. I mean, just no. look at the Yoda from Episode One. Compared to the, you know, the one that looked like he had a head injury,
3: <laughs> the one that looked like a rainbow <laughs> puppet, yeah, the one that looked like when he talked, he was going to be like, oh, duh. Uh. Today yeah. we're well, going to learn the alphabet.
1: No, you're talking. We're, we're, we're trying to find the one, you know, the the one who will bring balance to the force. Oh, a B too- <laughs> C D.
3: Yoda's hanging out with the Count on Sesame Street. We're going to have to postpone this.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then they replaced him with a a lifeless CG version.
3: Just because it could bounce around like a pinball and fight. Can you imagine? imagine? Here's the thing. It's 1989 as a year, pick mm, it out of mm, nowhere. mm. And someone says to you, mate, do you want to see a film in the future where an animated Yoda has a fight with Christopher Lee? And you'd say, fuck off, mate. Get out of town. That will never happen. Yeah. Yeah. And yet. It did. And yet.
1: God, my stomach fell through my legs ankles and feet and through the floor <laughs> i was just so depressed watching that for the first time it's Like, oh this is so awful why have you done this why is
3: oh it done this? you know what it it, it is that old ad- adage of a uh, you know ne- don't give them what they want never yeah. give them what they want and i think lucas was trying to give them what they wanted which was for some reason uh, yoda fighting one of britain's greatest actors
1: <laughs> yoda fighting dracula yeah 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 a uh, Marvel are going down that road now. Anyway, um, so Mrs. Mrs. Deagle's killed. She owns her door, and they're singing carols to her, which I quite I find quite funny. I do. Yeah, that's great. And they've 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 dicked with her um, stairlift, so when she gets in, <laughs> it, it shoots her about three thousand miles an hour and flies her out of the window and kills her. Mm. Mrs. F- Mr. Futterman and his wife are ram-raided by his own plow.
3: Yeah, you see, you know what's great is that you have to, all this slaughter and mayhem going on. But it never feels um sad. Do you know what I mean? You know. It's like it always feels like it's 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 madness. It's, it's because every time sense-
1: something like that's gonna happen, Jerry Goldsmith's gone, I'm gonna play na 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 yeah. na, na, na 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 and you're like, oh I like this. It's because of you, you fortune over murder footage.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know, what oh, right. I wanna see that in seven. Or <laughs> I wanna see <laughs> Schindler's list. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yeah. Manny's dog.
1: He's, the Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, where he's beating his mate to death, <laughs> smashing his face in. Someone could edit that. That would be great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so Billy goes to the bar to get Kate, and the bar's full of gremlins, and my God, this was a Nirvana to me as a kid, the things in this bar. Do
3: you, do you know what's funny as well? I think... Gremlins is great. Mm. And I love Gremlins 2 because mm. Gremlins 2 takes that bar scene and then exactly. turns it into the full movie. That's the whole film. You know? yeah. And that is the whole film. Mm-hmm. But it's also got a lovely piece of music in it. Mm. I love that bar music by, is it, what's his name? Michael Sitar C- or C- He did the- Flash dance.
1: Yes, they're, they're doing the joke about Flash dance with one of them wearing the leotard and everything.
3: Yeah, because he yeah. wrote he wrote um, Maniac, didn't he, yeah. for Flashdance, which he wrote initially as a song to be about a serial killer. Yeah, And then they changed the lyrics to make it for a song about singing and dancing. Mm. Um, so I love the idea that for some reason they thought, gremlins, they have their fingers on the pulse when it comes to music. They're going to be listening to the song that that guy from Flashdance made. I, I kind of like it. I like the bogey oh, picking. I like mean, I like, yeah. I like the, the the flashing. You've got I the like Private
1: eff- Eye one who's sitting there with the sultry sax music, and then the other gremlin comes along with glove puppets. <laughs>
3: and then and then the only moment in the film with non-diagetic sound where yeah. it, it, one of them gets bonked, and you can hear birds tweeting or yeah. something. Yeah, which is a total Looney Tunes move.
1: Oh, and then the one when she's about to get out of the bar. And that one just turns up in a balaclava with a pistol. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and shoots her, and Billy then p- turns up and puts his headlights on, making them all hide. Yeah. And they go, and then they go and hide in the <coughs> bank. And then he's like, "So why do you hate Christmas?" And she says, "When I was nine years old, my father went missing on Christmas Eve, and we all went looking for him." Uh, and, and we couldn't find him. And then several days later, we found him dead in the chimney, dressed as Santa Claus. <coughs> he was planning to supply, surprise me and my mother, and he accidentally slipped and broke his neck while climbing down the chimney.
3: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, it's, it's a great scene, that, because mm. it... It, so obviously, when they do it in the sequel, they play it for laughs because of the mm. ridiculousness of it. But, like, in in that version, it kind of stops the film dead. It does. But it stops the film dead in, in a really interesting way in that yeah. it kind of, it kind of all of a sudden, in one scene, encapsulates why Christmas is shit. Mm. Because it kind of says, what we're meant to do at Christmas is forget all the bad stuff and just celebrate joy and thing. But, like there's misery and carnage going on in the world and like you can't just go oh Merry Christmas everyone and wave a magic wand there's a sense of like the lie in Christmas when you get that scene
1: yeah and this is again going back to when we talked about Chris Columbus he's quite young when he wrote this film so that's quite an astute piece of screenwriting I think
3: yeah because I I, I, I imagine he had just a lot more fire in him back Mm. then Mm. because like apparently everyone who worked with him at the time loved his script writing and loved his energy and I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. I think he just got old. Yeah, isn't that we, always we the way? We lose our age when we get old. Oh, God. I only just start getting my wind recently. Mm. You're telling me I'm already professionally over?
1: I think so. Fuck. You're just one cancellation away
3: oh with cheap show that could be any day you it know it could be any day with cheap show yeah. could be this week actually judging by our christmas episode
1: <laughs> i look forward to it <laughs>
3: oh no i actually i've been close to not wanting to put it out but we'll see <laughs> oh well
1: just just do what i do and just put beeps in it's funny uh, with
3: beeps no this is self-sabotage i'll do it to end my career <laughs> so i can have some peace and quiet
1: oh uh, yeah thelma and louise it um <laughs> So they've then realised, after talking about the lovely Christmas stuff, and this is where the Judge Reinhold scenes would have been, but they cut it out. Right. But the town has fallen silent, and all of the gremlins have gone and hidden in the cinema, and they're watching Snow White.
3: How they got the licence to that, I have will never no know. no
1: idea, yeah.
3: Disney, can we use Snow White, one of your most beloved films, for a scene in a horror movie, where lots of people get slaughtered out of mean-spirited you know, creatures, And but they all like Disney films? I mean, what's the commentary there? Is it just...
1: I don't know, because Spielberg's done that before. He did that in 1941, where um, Robert Hayes is watching Dumbo
3: in a cinema. Right, but, I mean, it's it's almost a completely different creative group involved in that. So, like, they must have said, there's going to be a scene in a cinema. Right, okay, and they're all in there. Great, okay. What are they watching? They could have done any number. Mm. I mean, I've never heard a commentary to Gremlin, so maybe there's a reason for why he chose that or how he got that, but... It's so odd, but it's also, it, it, it completely makes sense mm. that they would go see something like that and get really into it.
1: It is funny when they're all singing hi-ho, though, to be fair. Maybe that was the thinking.
3: Maybe that was it. The, the whole mm. film was based around that one idea in yeah, Chris I Columbus's so. head. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they're all in there, and then Billy's like, well, I've got an idea. I'm going to commit mass genocide. <laughs> 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 um, he literally opens up a gas pipe. And then lights a torch. But what he didn't know is that Stripe, wanting more food, has gone mm. out. He's gone out to the foyer to get more food. And then he spotted across the street loads of sweets in a window. So he's, gonna, he's gone out to that. Meanwhile, Billy and everybody, and you get that great shot. that used to scare me a bit as a kid, where they're behind the cinema screen. And you get lots of silhouettes oh, yeah. of angry gremlins at the screen. Yeah, trying yeah to get yeah. through. But they managed to get out of the uh, cinema from the back door. And then it explodes. They're all
3: killed boom and the projectionist who was napping upstairs at yeah. the time
1: yeah. having, having it away with the uh the woman who does the sweets yeah both killed both husband and wife at home thinking where are they
3: where <laughs> but now they're in flames mm. and the scandal although, is out although i do wonder if blowing gremlins up works because you know what is the brightest light of all but not fire yeah yeah. They could have made a... great. Maybe there's a whole new thing. Don't get them warm or yeah. they grow. And so there's all of a sudden there's like 15 feet gremlins mm. mashing about the town.
1: That would actually be a terrifying film if the gremlins were like seven feet tall.
3: Oh, I might write that and pitch it. Yeah. What if be... gremlins but big?
1: Mm. Imagine gremlins running around a park seven foot tall.
3: See, you know when people say, what do you do for a gremlin sequel? Mm. I, I would put them in a theme park like disney world for a third mm. film because mm, i'd cool. like the idea of you know subverting it all again but yeah. i think what we learned from gremlins 2 is no one likes good ideas made yeah. fun and imaginatively with really subversive fun content that makes sense in context
1: and i did read that chris columbus wants to make gremlins 3 this is another you know person who was in a good thing once wanting to go back to that good thing like Corey feldman
3: i saw um, pixels and i will know for a fact Chris Columbus can't make Gremlins anymore.
1: No, no, but he said he would want to, uh, you know, wipe the slate clean after two and make it a sequel to one. Why? Because he That's feels stupid that two thing.
3: is not in the right spirit. Oh, fuck off, Chris Columbus. You made yeah. Pixels. From now on, whenever you screw anything, I'm going to say, you made Pixels. And I'll, and I'll come up behind you and go, yeah, and you made Percy Jackson. And you made Bicentennial Man. Oh, God. Which was like the... If you made AI from Wish.com.
1: <laughs> and you made Robin Williams in it, and he doesn't even say anything funny.
3: No. All he does is whinge about being a real boy until he is, and then it ends. <coughs> it sucks. He doesn't even say, ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's this white stuff? Ooh. No. He does no pratfalls. <clears throat> no. He doesn't steal anyone else's stand-up material. There's nothing nope. of Robin Williams's career <laughs> in awful. that. awful.
1: Um, so they chase Stripe into the store. <laughs> <clears throat> and this is where we get some more foreshadowing because Gizmo had earlier on in the film had been watching Clark Gable race a car and wanted to do it oh yeah so he gets in a little like Mattel toy car and races around the shop in it
3: thank fuck he hadn't seen Debbie does Dallas instead because <laughs> otherwise the final scene of Gremlins would have been Gizmo fucking stripe up against the fountain
1: dipping his head in
3: yeah <clears throat> yeah, awful because but- the films have shown that gizmo is really is really really influenced by the things he sees on tv because yeah. you know like, he watches rambo and then becomes a blood ki- you know a bloodlusting mm. killer
1: he kills someone in the second one with a flaming Tippex.
3: it's the absolute best fucking scene in any movie really- when he takes down that spider gremlin <laughs> it's just amazing he gets
1: v- in this film he gets tortured for about 10 seconds in the second one it's like an endurance
3: yeah, It's like it's more, First Blood. Gremlins 2 is more like um, Gizmo's Deer Hunter. Yeah,
1: it is. <laughs> it really is. I want to see where they're all sat around like Deer Hunter.
3: I, You know what? There's a part of me that thinks Joe Dante must have in his head gone, I wonder if I can spoof the Deer Hunter, you know, Russian roulette scene here. <laughs> so it, he
1: did copy that bit of the Deer Hunter where the film stops and Hulk Hogan comes out and tells him to put it back on.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> My favourite bit of the Deer Hunter. Yeah. The Hulkamaniac was enjoying Vietnamese trading camp Come on brother
3: Yeah That's, it. that's the only yeah, thing I know of Hulk, Hulk Hogan That, that and his he's, racism he's and His racist tape. sex
1: tape Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two for the price of one
3: My racist sex tape <laughs> Yep yeah. okay. that's, good, good. that's it Good 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 So another nice thing feel. that
1: is memorable to me as a child Is Billy holding a baseball bat And Stripe coming out of nowhere With a chainsaw trying to kill him with it Yes and him having to hold Better. the baseball bat to stop the chainsaw coming to his face.
3: Yeah, because awesome. it, it's it's. I would be terrified in that mm. situation because I would be like, "Does this? Does this? Do I have enough wood between the blade and my face to hold this back?"
1: Well, luckily for him, he keeps going back and back, and Stripe's advancing, but then he pulls the, the plug, comes out.
3: Oh, and that's That's the terrifying
1: right. thing about Stripe. He just dumps the chainsaw, runs off, cackling to go and get something else to kill Billy with.
3: That's that's why the Gremlins work. Because, mm. you know, there were so many small mischief horror films. Like, there was Critters and Ghoulies Goolies. and Munchies and things like that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> the reason Gremlins work is, mm. is because they're so spiteful, I think. Mm. It's like, because they have this sense of always in the moment improvising something nasty that I think we almost don't want to see those gremlins die we want to see them fuck shit up
1: can I say for your gremlins 3 in the theme park can we have the end where stripe is in a bunker the Führer bunker and it's basically a remake of the end of downfall
3: yes it's like
1: (laughs) (laughs) we've got splash mountain sorry sir we've lost splash mountain what
3: (laughs) (laughs) everybody leave the room apart from gizmo and there's all these gremlins standing outside, looking upset and yeah. sheepish, and the lady gremlin's <laughs> crying. Yeah,
1: and Joe, um, Joe Robert Picardo's there because he's still married to the lady gremlin. Because they get married at the end of the two, don't they?
3: Well, I know that it's implied that he he lets looks her at out us. he
1: sorry, he looks at us and he gives us a oh, oh
3: well. yeah, because she's in a wedding dress, isn't yes. she?
1: Yes, singing "Here Comes the Bride." And how he goes, "How did she? Oh well, how did she not die?" Because uh, no one killed her. She wasn't around in the uh, sunlight, bitch. She, she was with Picardo in the toilets.
3: And that's how they found him. <clears throat> that's yeah. how he lost his hair.
1: That's right. He's been happily... They should have that as a plot in the third one. That He's been happily married to the Lady Gremlin for many years.
3: And she's perfectly lovely. Yeah. You know, she's a lovely little uh, housekeeper. She's... <laughs> Always there. She's like that 1950s kind of house. You know, she comes home. She's got a big skirt on. She's made fresh cakes. It's that kind of thing.
1: She's the only one with the spirit of Gizmo. Yeah. She's lovely. And filth.
3: Anyway, um, so
1: Stripe's big plan is to get to a fountain, which he does. And he gets in the fountain and his back starts bubbling up. And you can see little eggs with little gremlins in them.
3: I love that as well. It's so
1: awesome. And um, then Gizmo comes racing through in his car. We're seeing Clark Gable in that scene in his head. Yeah. And he hits a shovel, rides up the shovel, grabs a uh, thingy and pulls a, a drawstring blind open, pouring in sunlight. And then we get another awesome scene of Stripe horribly melting.
3: Horribly melting. It's like when, mm. um, oh, what's his bloody name? You've seen Innocent Blood, you know, when that guy yes. dies in the hospital bed with the blinds and the light comes yeah. in. Yeah. That's great.
1: Mm. It's exactly like that. It's exactly like that, <laughs> and then he collapses as a like a, a gooey skeleton.
3: I mean, Gizmo must have known he's putting his own life at risk doing yeah. it because he yeah. could have easily been burnt up as well. Mm. I wonder if he's a little bit more resilient because he's hairy. Because you know, gremlins don't have hair, so that's maybe right. they're more yeah. susceptible. Yeah. Uh, it's just I'm proposing that that's maybe why he might be a little bit more protected.
1: I go with that. So yeah. then they go home and. Um, they're there with Gizmo, and then just... They're talking about how lucky it was that they're still alive and everything. And then suddenly, the Chinese guy's in their living room, and he says, I'm taking that Mogwai back.
3: Where were you three days ago, mate? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's a whole subplot I would love to have seen with the, the old uh, gentleman... I should you know, have going, stopped for that haircut. Is- <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I just want to see a little scene where... He's in his shop, and he's like, where's Gizmo? And it, it was here a minute ago. Oh, I sold him. And then just five minutes of him beating the kids with a <laughs> stick, getting the information out of him.
1: And then having to hire a car, the car breaks down, get on a bus, like planes, trains, oh, wh- and automobiles. But yeah,
3: planes, trains, and automobiles with, with him, yeah, instead. <laughs> and him getting a haircut. <laughs>
1: And, uh, yeah, so he he criticises the carelessness and says that Western society cannot care responsibly for Mogwai. But as they're leaving, Gizmo says, Bye-bye, Billy. Bye-bye, Billy. Oh,
3: that's very good. It's not bad, is it? No, it's good. Because it's basically the same as Animal, which Harry Mandel also did for Muppet Babies.
1: Yes, you're right. (laughs) Is everything all right in there? <laughs> yes, nanny. Money. That always inexplicably used to have Ghostbusters clips in it.
3: Yeah, it's one of the reasons why it was hard to get it on DVD because every because those films were littered with movie clips. Yes, yeah, Star Wars they, and Ghostbusters, and Indiana, Jones, Indiana all Jones, all of them. Yeah. And so when they were got you know released on home video, they had to you know chop a load of those out, change some of the songs, all sorts of stuff.
1: Oh, I was hoping it would pop up on Disney Plus or something, but they yeah, they
3: remade yeah. it instead. They have remade it, and it's fine. i because my family have f- like smaller. You know
1: All well, your like, family my,
3: are small. Yeah, well they are actually as it goes, Because, you know, my brother says have kids and I don't I've seen it via them watching mm. that stuff. And it seems fun. It's for kids. What do you want?
1: Does it have Nanny who's who actually when it pans out, when it open, pans out at the end, she's literally just a pair of legs with no body.
3: Yeah, with half a spine <laughs> jutting out of the hips with the blood eyes on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like mother brain, basically, yeah. with legs. Yeah,
1: it's the bit in RoboCop 2 where they take Kane's brain out of his body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the the old man basically says, oh, well, okay, we, we, maybe one day you'll be ready for a Mogwai. Uh, and he says, but, you know, I'll have him here when you're ready. And they mm. walk off into a beautiful moonlit night at Kingston Falls with Gizmo.
3: Does does Did no one think to say, can I have my money back then? Yeah, no.
1: I do and that would speak make it, English. And that would
3: make... Yeah, that's it. That's all the English I know now. Bye.
1: <laughs> he say, you can have this. And then he just
3: farts. Yeah. Leaves. Meanwhile, yeah. there's a town in flames. Yeah.
1: The whole you cinema's know, exploded. N- dead many bodies dead. Everywhere. Yeah.
3: yeah. And how are they going to explain that?
1: Well, the police were told about it and they ignored it. So there'd be some sort of inquest, you'd imagine.
3: You'd think so. I think heads would roll.
1: I think Crusader Dick has already said that no, no one was, <laughs> the police were not responsible for what happened.
3: Nick, the the credit roll, you know, because you need to modernise it so you'd have a post-credit segment of the bank vault and all you can see is a doubled-over Judge Reinhold with his lips almost at the tip of his cock. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the film ends.
1: I thought you were going to say him and the old bank manager with the glasses babbing.
3: No, that's immature. I would never oh, say that.
1: Oh, yes, Judge Reinhold doing that, but the bank manager, you pan across to the left, the bank manager's like, oh, I, I still can't.
3: Yeah, he's still dead, but cock out. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: he broke his back trying. Yeah. He was just
3: there watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I love Gremlins. Yeah. It's funny yeah. how a film that, you know, a horror film could put you in, the, in a real good mood. But like, yeah. Joe Dante uses Christmas really well to frame the story, yeah. um, to, to subvert it, to pepper it, to kind of take apart the idea of Americana, which he's done pretty much all the way through his career. Matinee, burbs, yeah. Gremlins. Yeah. He likes taking pot shots, doesn't he?
2: mm
1: and uh, he had the unfortunate uh, honour of releasing The Howling the same year as American Wolf in London, which must have yeah. been a bit of a killer. Especially as Red have- Baker started
3: on The Howling, didn't he, and left it. For American but Wolf even in London. The, the the transformation scenes in Howling are pretty bloody good, though. Oh, they're, they're great. they the man who did the thing. So, mm.
1: yeah, they're bloody great. They're just not as good or no. well designed as American Wolf in London.
3: Yeah. Well, certainly, you know, the whole of that film, American Wolf*, is is almost built around that transformation scene. Yeah. So, it, you know, The Howling doesn't have anything like that. It's much more interesting in its Ooh, character's it story. Does,
1: it does have the bravery to have a lady turn into a werewolf at the end, but it'd be a very cute little, like, Yorkshire Terrier werewolf. <laughs>
3: I mean, look, if werewolves werewolves turned into Jack Russells or whatever, we, we, the Underworld movies would be a lot more interesting, put it that way.
1: I think anything would make the Underworld film more interesting. Not that much, to be fair. I've just
3: realised now, I've just been staring at them the whole time without clocking it, but I've got my little Lego Gremlins characters.
1: Hey!
3: The ones that came with that Lego set stuff that I never bought the game of, but I thought so he's in a charity shop. So uh, yeah. I've got me little Gremlin spike, uh, stripe and my little Gremlin gizmo. Or Mogwai, I guess. What they called
1: Lego Dimensions. Yeah. yeah, I bought my kids that big elaborate thing, and they just got really bored of it really quickly. And I felt stupid.
3: Yeah, I, d- I don't want the games. I just want yeah. the minifigs because I've, me- really <laughs> I've got me. I've got my Sonic minifigs. Sonic Lego. It's like that's what Dimensions was good for. Mm. Just throwing everything at the wall. Mm. And again, <laughs> a rated fifteen game now available for kids on your Wii U. Yeah. It's just a so strange, strange time to be alive. It is generally.
1: But talking of which, it's time to leave this mortal coil now.
3: Are you going? Are we going to die? I didn't gonna think die. that was part yeah, of the deal.
1: Yeah. I'm going to gas you via the keyboard.
3: <laughs> Can I at least try and suck my dick before we get there? Mate?
1: <laughs> Go on, then. While Paul does that, I will say... shows about the star. While Paul does that, I will say... Merry Ow. Christmas, everybody. I'll be back with more Christmas specials before the big day itself. But, Paul Gannon, thank you so much for your time and space. Merry Christmas. Thank Merry you.
3: Christmas. I'm always, always a pleasure. Never a chore. Well, mm, I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> and I'll
1: leave you with the thought that if you have a gremlin, that murder it before it makes more.
3: Great thought. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Goodbye.
1: laughs>